Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Let's Get Lost, a Let's Get Critical Critical podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Jay. I'm Jesse. And I'm A. I'm Andreas. And we are here today to talk all about season four, episode seven, G Young. Oof. Little baby. Oh, you, you froze for a second, but it looks like you're back. I, I think I'm back. I'm sorry if I froze. No, uh, <laughs> I, I can at least hear you. Oh, um, okay. Well, that's good. Can you see me? I can now. Yes. Yes, okay. I can. You're very well, blurry, weirdly blurry, but I can see you. So, okay. Yeah. Well, hopefully you seem fine and clear to me. So we'll, we'll pucker through this. And okay. See if, uh, All right. We'll, we'll see what happens. Well, yeah. As we were saying, uh, well, I guess we weren't really getting there yet. So we're going to get to the episode in just a minute. But per usual, we do have a couple of housekeeping announcements. Uh, one of those announcements is our usual uh, stuff. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being uh, such an amazing audience. We appreciate your participation in the show. Uh, we have some listener questions to go through today. Uh, so we will certainly do that. And and please continue to send us those questions and thoughts and, and predictions, et cetera. Uh, the best way to do that is to head over to our Instagram. The information for that is in the episode description. Follow us there on Instagram and send us direct messages with those uh, questions, comments, concerns, et cetera. Uh, that is the best way to get hold of us. Um, additionally, speaking of following, uh, follow the show on all of the podcast platforms that you can. Uh, subscribe. Uh, download the episodes, and if you would be inclined to submit a rating or a review, uh, we would greatly appreciate that. It's really nice for us to get your feedback in that form uh, and also allows us to grow our listener base, which is something that we love doing because the more of you we have, the more likely we are to have great questions to talk about on the show. So um, that is all of the traditional housekeeping. Uh, We will have an announcement coming up here in the next couple of weeks days I, I guess we'll maybe try to make an announcement on social media um Andreas and I need to talk a little bit about the end of season that's coming up here now this is such a short season that we actually only have um I think like six episodes left in the season and three of those six are actually considered the season finale so um we have to kind of think about how we're going to structure the release of these last six episodes so stay tuned for that we will do our best to to announce that uh Andreas am I missing anything uh no jesse uh but yeah again the rider strike and everything this is this is a fast moving season we're it is almost, we're two-thirds of the way done it's uh, crazy and so yeah it's crazy so we will let you know what we're doing to wrap up season four and get started on season five yeah so with that said let's go ahead and jump into the episode uh this is as i mentioned the seventh episode of season four It was originally aired on March 13th of 2008, uh, and it was watched by 12 million American viewers. Uh, To give you a little bit of a reminder of the content of the episode, uh, Sun decides that she is going to convince Jin to go off to Locke's camp, but this plan is interrupted by Juliet, who decides to reveal that Sun had an affair with Jin. Uh, on the freighter, I'm looking a little bit Is that here. a HIPAA violation? <laughs> that is a great question, Andreas. Um, it might be, yes. I, I, the question, yeah. I mean, I think, the Julia does say you're my patient. She says that to her. I mean, so, she says that after she discloses that information, which I thought was weird. We'll, we'll, we'll get into the details. We'll, we'll get into this. I, I, yeah. um, 
on the on the freighter, um, uh, we've got some issues with uh, the crew. The crew we've on the freighter, some issues on the freighter is is uh, going through. I think the captain refers to it as a, a very intense version of cabin fever. Yes, um, which you know I think tracks. Uh, yeah, it seems that way. Uh, and then of course, we learn that Ben's man on the boat is none other than Michael Dawson. Michael Dawson's back, folks. Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, we've got a lot to talk about. <laughs> we've got a lot to talk about. And finally, in the flash forwards, uh, we learn that uh, Sun is one of the Oceanic Six. She yes. gets off the island. She has her baby. Um, yes. And she goes to visit Jin's grave. It's true. Jin is, Jin is dead. Jin's dead. Well... Well, we do see Jin. We do see Jin. Doing other things. Yeah, but this is the future. Who knows if that's in concordance with this timeline? Who knows? You know, there's no sort of indication. So No, uh, there is. There is. Oh, that's there not is. in conjunction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're 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 protecting. But um okay. yes, he I was making it's, sure. It's revealed that he's only been married for two months. Ah. Uh, yeah, he brings the panda to the hospital and then at the very end of the episode. They say something to the effect of like, um, or, oh, you had a baby or something? Like as he's leaving the hospital, he's like, oh, no, not yet. I've only been married for two months. Wow. So it's a flashback I'm, for Jim. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess. Is it explicitly stated that we know for sure that it's a flashback and that it's not potentially a flash forward and he's doing other stuff? No, I think it's pretty clearly, I think it pr it's pretty clear because he also talks about how he's son's, he says Miss, he's there on behalf of Mr. Pike's business. And that's son's father. That's fair. So I think it's fair to assume, like, I, I don't think anyone would have reasonably interpreted that as a flash forward. They also, I think in watching this episode, this is now for the fourth time, they do, it seems very clear that they've made an effort to make him look younger. When you look at how he looks on the island and then you watch those scenes, I think That's that they are point. intentionally trying to get us to believe that this is a flashback. That's a good point. Okay. Okay. So. I just wanted to make sure that. Yeah. You're. We weren't doing something terrible for our audience that wouldn't know. The I don't. Difference. I don't think so. I think it's. I think it's very clear. I at well, least. I've also got to go correct the record with my wife. So we'll do that after this. Oh. <laughs> well, I just didn't say. I was just like. Oh, Okay. You know, okay. Shrug. You can't. Audience can't see me shrug. But I just well, maybe, myself. maybe I am off base. Then I just remember no, this I, being like I me agree. and my roommates were like very sure. We're like, oh my god, this was a flashback the whole time. I'm gonna Google it. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess we should. I think you're right, and I think you're beforehand. right about the about the um him them them it's like it's also kind of like a psych out i you know i think uh the final off scene establishes that jin and son's stories are separate jin's story is set in the past two months in, into his marriage with son yeah uh, that's from the wikipedia yeah, I think that that is meant to be very, very clear. 
Okay. Well, I personally, so I'm sorry if, if there's any listeners who are unspoiled and this was like news to you, I'm very sorry, but I, I, <laughs> I think it was meant to be very, well, funny. I think that that's good clarifying information. Cause I don't think they, I definitely don't think they go back to this and try to clarify it for us at all. Uh, no. I just couldn't totally, I didn't want to totally, uh, I wanted to leave room for ambiguity about the trajectory of what was going on if the show was trying to do that. But I don't think they were in this instance. So I think we're good. Okay. Well, let's get into the IGN part of this. Um, oh, I think God. that's a, a, a good long summary. So Andreas, out of all 113 episodes, where do you believe that IGN ranked this episode on their list? You know, I just don't. I just don't, you know. I don't know. You know, and I've never known with this IGN list. I love this episode. Uh, this might be like a top five episode for me. Uh, wow. So, yeah, uh, we've got a lot to talk about, I think. Um, I'm but, shook, shook right now. Oh, no, ah, no. I just think uh, there's a lot of things I think, but we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. It's I'm excited. Like, I'm excited. There are elements of it. It's like, that's why it's not like, it's not like the best. It's not my favorite episode a lot. I don't think it's the most like riveting, but I think of like a you know an episode of lost it's 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 really good um and so i think they'll think it was pretty good let's go in the 40s little little too high little too high they went with 73 73 73 they believe that it's similar to what i believe uh which it sounds like we're gonna have some some disagreement but i will say right from the very start it's not a hill i'm willing to die on i think i can very easily be convinced (laughs) but they refer to it as an episode that plays out like filler in a season full of non-filler episodes um and I, I kind of felt the same way. Um, and I don't know if that's just in comparison. Because, like, when I think about all the things that happen in this episode, if you were to plug this into, like, season one, two, or three, I don't think it would feel like filler at all. Like, there's actually a lot that's happening here. But it might just be in comparison to, like, how fast-paced season four has been that this ends up feeling a little slower than some of the others. But it's not actually slower if that, like, then... I mean, it's not actually filler. I, I don't know if that makes sense. But, um... Yeah, and I'll I think this piggybacks, you know, I think this piggybacks, piggybacks off a conversation we had the last episode. I think I, and this is something that came up, my wife and I talking after these two episodes, we, after we watched them, um, where I, 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 and I felt this, and my wife's really expressed this, like, almost feel, like, overstimulated by how this season's played out. I liked it at first, right, hit the ground running, let's get things in order, whatever, but then it's just, like, it's, like, I don't know, like suffocating and not like in like a horror movie way where it's like, well, that, that's the point. It's like, I'm like, oh my God, like I need to process what's going on. I also want to see these characters process what's going on. That's important for being grounded and feeling connected to these characters. And that's precisely why I like this episode. No, we didn't unveil a whole bunch of plot stuff. But what we did was we really got to examine Sun and Jen deal with the consequences of some of the plot things that have just been blowing past us just one after another after another these have real consequences on these people's emotions we finally got to see that side of the show in this episode um and so i i think that that's part of the reason it it, and maybe in some ways it's like inflated in my mind because of that for some uh, for for some reason but that was the thing i actually really liked about this episode was finally i get to see some people actually deal with the consequences of mm-hmm. this stuff like son and jen are like in it and they have to you know yeah they have things going on that they need to deal with they need to respond to the things that are going on around them um 
the conversation with Jen and Bernard on the boat, right? Seeing Bernard's perspective on things. Like, yeah, finally, we're seeing some of this. Uh, so that was my response to it. So I think that that's also definitely can understand if you were looking for like answers or you were again looking for some of those plot elements to keep moving forward yeah you're not going to find that in this episode but i like that actually because we didn't get that i don't know if that makes sense yeah no that actually makes a lot of sense it, it definitely is more grounded in in terms of the characters uh than we've gotten in recent episodes so i think that's i think that's very fair um so where do you want to start you want to start with the flash forwards you want to start with the flashbacks? Do you want to start with the uh, freighter? You want to start with Juliet slash son slash Jin? Um, let's start with the freighter. Let's okay. get Michael out of the way. Michael's okay. Back. Okay. <laughs> Michael is back. Um, actually, there's not a whole lot to say uh, in this episode because it's pretty much just revealed that he's back, right? I mean, yeah. he shows up. Mm-hmm. There he is. Um he's going by a different name and going by a different name that's that kevin 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 um but i don't think we get a lot in this episode do we no i okay. think that, okay. that that that's pretty much the big twist the only other thing on the freighter is them um meeting the captain we meet the uh, captain captain yeah. galt um and captain galt confirms I, I guess if i mean maybe confirms isn't the right word he i don't know we don't know but he corroborates ben's story about that being charles widmore's boat out there yes he yes, corroborates he that charles widmore that is who boss. hired us and unprompted so yeah you know, I, that, that feels like good you know a good correlate if i agree i agree um so i wrote down that ben is confirmed telling the truth parentheses for once <laughs> um <laughs> So that was, and then, yeah, I mean, there's obviously the people are kind of losing their minds out on the, out on the freighter and the captain is not really sure what to do about it. They want to get out of there. Oh yeah. We see the lady commit suicide. Yeah. Yeah. Dark, dark stuff is happening right now on this boat. Yeah. It's intense on that boat, uh, which, you know, tracks. Yes. Yes, it does. Um, (laughs) so I, I think that's it. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about with the freighter in the in the unspoiled section? Um, no, not really. Other than just again, um, the the one thing I did want to know on on the Michael stuff is that, uh, yeah, he 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 he's back. Uh, the joke that I made my my wife kept pounding. You know, she just kept being like, "When is he like going to come back? Like, is he ever going to come back? Like, I just need to know." Like, she would just ask me. She, she asked me at one point. She's like, "I just need to know." I was like, "He will." And she was like, what? And I was like, it's not going to be how you think it's going to be. So that's all I'll say. <laughs> and I think that this reveal is indicative of that. Yeah, uh, it's so pretty shocking. It's pretty, sho- it's, it's pretty shocking. I mean, I think that at this point in the show, if you're not prepared for, you know, every three or four episodes to get, you know, something like that happening, then I don't know what show you've been watching. But true. Um, yeah, and we're finally back, right? We're finally bringing back this element. And I think that that's something that had been clearly missing from the show for a long time so i'm i'm excited to get back to some of those answers as that storyline uh flashes out Mm -hmm. um okay well let's talk about let's talk about the on island stuff and then i guess we'll get to the flashbacks flash forwards etc um so so son it decides she's going to go to locks camp um 
which because she doesn't trust Juliet. Right, right. Um, and she doesn't trust the she doesn't trust Daniel and Charlotte. She can't get a clear answer from Daniel as to whether or yeah. not they're really there to rescue them. And so she decides that maybe we'll be safer with Locke. Yes. Um, so Juliet makes a very bold decision to essentially. Well, I guess before we get to that, I guess the thing that's interesting to talk about here is um, my wife and I spent a lot of time talking about this. Oh. This is why I thought it would be a good point of conversation is, yeah. you know, do you think if you were son that you would have listened to Juliet? Or do you think that son was being rational by being skeptical? So I don't think, let me, let me put it this way. I think it's really easy for me to say what I think. So I, because here's my, <laughs> here's my like initial thoughts, right? I actually, as we were even, even as we were just talking about this now, and as I was watching it, I was like, what the hell son? Like this, no, this is not <laughs> rational. However, when I actually stop and think about it, she is under so much stress and so much pressure. And I think what's happening in this moment for son is that she's questioning if she's going to die either way. Like, you know, it's like she can't get a clear answer from Daniel. She doesn't trust the people on the boat. She has no idea what's going on out there. She's very concerned about that. So in her mind, I think it's like, well, either way, she's taking a risk. So Mm -hmm. it's a matter of which risk are you more willing to take and which risk do you see as the least risky of the two? And so I can't really blame her, I guess, I personally don't really get her logic here. Like I personally am kind of like, I think Juliet's given enough at this point to be seen as trustworthy related to this specific issue. If you think Mm -hmm. back to the episode where Juliet confirms that um, son is pregnant when she's doing like the ultrasound with her, I think we talked about how genuine her emotion really seemed in that moment where she was crying as she was explaining that, She's seen a lot of patients die while she's been on the island. And I feel like Sun really got that at that time. So my explanation for what I do kind of see as some irrational thought on Sun's part here is that this is a really, really confusing situation that it does feel like there's no right or wrong answer to for Sun right now. And she's just trying to make the best of this whole mess. I don't know if that makes sense. But for me personally, I don't know which side you and your wife are on of the issue, but I I do see her behavior as a little bit irrational here. Yeah, I think that it would be... I, I think that it would be... Again, I really agree with what you just said. It would be hard. It, it's, it seems, you know, right? We can talk about it till the cows come home, but, like, actually being the person in that decision whose mortality is the thing being... Um, debated about right different it's going to feel different you're going to probably be thinking about it very different like you you can't even begin to put yourself in that kind of state of mind that you would be in trying to navigate all that information plus you're starving plus as you said that there's lots of stressors going on and you're pregnant like who right (laughs) um but i actually think that it's actually pretty healthy skepticism um i mean from from dunn's vantage point what what rationale is there for Juliet? And um, I think the other thing that, is, that um, really persuaded me, my wife made this point, was that she approaches Juliet after the conversation that she has with Kate, in which Kate reveals 
that Juliet lied about the, you know, them going and doing the gas thing or whatever. And so, you know, she's definitely doesn't trust, you know, uh, you know, Faraday and Charlotte and company. And so then it seems like Juliet is, I mean, Juliet has lied a bunch of times. Um, and so she helped her that once, but you know, at what cost? And at the same time, at the same time when, that she was helping Sun, even in that moment, she was doing things without Sun's like full awareness. She was like sharing information with Ben. She was doing whatever, right? So like even in the moment she was helpful to Sun, there were still like ulterior motives, mm-hmm. which we as viewers, this is the other thing that's hard. Um, and again, so the reason we had a conversation about this was because um, my wife and I both had the immediate reaction of like, why wouldn't Sun trust Julia here? But then we were listening to Sun talk and we were like, oh, well, actually, we kind of like were able to kind of uh, come around to it. I think part of that is because of viewers, we get to see, we understand that Juliet is not necessarily operating, like she's a hostage, really, right? And so she's operating, right? Yeah, it's out of self-interest. And she's doing what she can to try to advance the interests of the most amount of people that she can forward to try to like help the most amount of people she can Mm -hmm. forward. But- because she's being held hostage by Ben, things keep happening that she can't necessarily control or like think she's put in life-threatening situations, which, you know, force her to act in a specific way. Um, and so I think we as the audience get a lot of, earn, you know, she's earned a lot of sympathy from us in that respect that Sun doesn't see that. She doesn't see that in and out. I'm sure maybe she gets that she's manipulated by Ben, but like she hasn't seen it. We've seen it. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so I think that that also... Um, you know, she doesn't have that information. So I'm not going to hold it against her that she doesn't have that information. That would be unfair too, uh, to some degree. But again, it's hard. And I would also think that, I mean, again, I would think that if I would be like super extra du- duper cautious, but at the same time, maybe what's, what is super extra du- uh, duper cautious? Is it listening to this person? Or um, I would, and it's like, you can't trust Jack because Jack's made it very clear that he's going to back Juliet up on everything. Um, even when he's been wrong about doing that. Um, and so, you know, yeah, it kind of puts her in a hard situation because she can't verify anything. She can't say anything um, about it. And so, yeah. I don't know if Jack's ever been wrong about Juliet. That's one thing I might push back on a little bit because he knew that she was, quote unquote, working for Ben. That's when she fair. came back into the into the camp. That's fair. He... I'm trying to think of a time that he outright defended her when it wasn't when there wasn't well, some maybe not complexity. always defended her. Yeah, that's maybe in a good way. Even though she's double crossed him sometimes. Let's put it that way. Very overtly. Um when? Like with him and Kate trying to go stop uh Charlotte and Faraday. But that wasn't really double crossing them. Kind of was. You think? I mean, in a strict definitional sense, yeah. How though? She, she. Okay, maybe not strict definitional sense, but in you know some on some level, it's like she baited them out there, and then like split and didn't give them all the information and like lied about what was going on in order so that they didn't have all the information. Sure, you could say that that was to protect them, but that's still indicative that she would do something like that. Yeah, but I do think that the motivation behind that is important. I think Fair, I think the motivation again, I, in terms of like it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't add to 
it doesn't in it does not change the argument that you made about her trustworthiness. Something else that I because it's almost like it's almost like she's not necessarily trustworthy, but she has but done a lot of good. She she's yeah. done she's done almost all good since she got to the camp and admitted that she was working for Ben, right? Yes. Um and and then wasn't that she was a double agent essentially. Um but it still doesn't erase the trust issue, right? Like that's yeah. the piece of this I think you're making some you and and your wife are making some really good points about. The other thing that I think came to mind as you were talking about how we've seen her as like a quote unquote hostage of Ben's. Yeah. The other thing that we've seen is that it is true that pregnant women die on this island. Yeah. Right. We, like we I, have we seen know that. that fact. And, and so Tun does so, not know that fact. Um, and so it becomes we, very easy to think like, well, even if you're, you might die at the beach, like even if Faraday and Charlotte and all these other freighter people are the cold, most cold hearted people ever. And they're going to kill all of you and, and whatever, like, you still have a better chance at maybe getting out of that than the certainty of the death that's coming because yeah. of being pregnant. Like, but that's only because we know that that is a certainty because yeah. we have seen it play out. Yeah. yeah. And I would say that there were times, especially in this conversation, but the first conversation between um, Jen, I mean, Son and Juliet, <laughs> Jen, um, and, um, but uh, in that, in their first conversation where Son kind of confronts her about it, um, you know, Juliet, she could do more to like offer. She doesn't even go out of her way to like offer like something tangible. Like the stuff she does later in a later conversation, it's like she could she could have led with that in my estimation. It's like, oh, you really want to earn her trust? Of course, she doesn't trust you. You can't just give her your word. That's not gonna mean nothing to Sun. Show her that you like right. There's like gonna be a systematized order of things, and that you're you can very clearly describe it, and that you very know maybe. Take her back to the thing and show her some reports or something like any form of like data that then she can just like uh, corroborate. You mentioned that was a good word earlier, but any corroborating data points to get her to buy into what you're saying if you if you care so much. Um, but she wasn't able to really articulate that in that first. But I think her question, I, I'll defend her on the sense that I don't think she knew that son was questioning her until this moment. Definitely now we could argue not. that she should have thought that through. We can argue that yeah. she shouldn't assume that there's trust, but she's going through a lot too, right? Like Definitely. she's got a lot going on. I can imagine if I'm putting myself in her shoes that my number one thought right now is not like I have to earn son's trust. I'm just Definitely. thinking, okay, I've shared this concern with her. She seemed to believe me. Um, we had a moment when we did the ultrasound where son was very well, kind I to me. The conversation literally in this episode is when, yeah, because I don't, I don't think she should have gone out of her way beforehand. But when Sun confronted her, being like, "Oh, you know what? You're right. I should probably <laughs> explain this." But to at you. that point, she um, was already going to Locke's camp. That's fair. Um, and and that was Juliet's sense of urgency, which I think is why we should move to the next part here, which fair. is what she ultimately decides to do about yes. it. Um, is I, I'm not sure. I like that the reveal comes out, okay? I want to start by saying that. I like that there's no more of the secret. I like that Jin knows the truth. I think that's mm -hmm. huge. I think it's really important for their relationship and, and the storyline that this is. Um, but I still don't know that I totally understand why Juliet thought that this would... What she was trying to accomplish with this. I guess getting them to stay, but I don't really know why she thought that would get them to stay. It turns out she was right that that did get them to stay. But I don't really know why. 
that's what she thought would happen. I, especially because she didn't offer the piece of information that I think would have been the most, you know, she's like, hey, whatever. Like, I get the idea of, like, I'm going to shock you to get your attention and to get both of you to realize that I'm being real fucking serious. And then to follow it up again, it's like the thing of like, okay, now follow it up like with the thing. And she like didn't do like, it's like, but if you would have followed up with and pregnant women die, it's, it's your baby. Like you got, she conceived it here. That is a problem because anybody who's gotten, well, she starts with that. Yeah. She does Uh, start with that. She starts with your wife is in danger. Your wife is in danger. Like she, she starts with that. And then that doesn't work. Yeah, that's fair. So explain it. No, she doesn't. She doesn't. But in her defense, she's in a position where how is she going to explain that to Jin? Because she has to rely on Sun. Now, Jin's English is getting pretty good, but this is a pretty serious conversation to have in a second language that you're just learning. <laughs> like, I wouldn't That's blame fair. Jin if you'd Jin's like... you be able to be like... Because you, you probably could get across, like, pregnant women are going to die, and he'd be like, well, that's not true. Claire just had a baby. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, how do you and get then, to the complexity? But then you'd be like, well, you conceived. And then it's like, well, now we're getting into concepts that, yeah, don't necessarily always translate the best. And then she would be reliant <laughs> on Sun to translate those concepts. So... Yeah, that's fair. That's I, fair. That's fair. I think it, there's, some, there's some sense that that makes sense. Now... I, but again, I still, I'm still standing by the confusion of like, why did she think this would get like, why, why wouldn't Jen just run off to Locke's camp then? And then like, and then, and then what? Then she's really fucked herself because then <laughs> Juliet has to follow Jen. I mean, son has to follow Jen to Locke's camp Or maybe then. she thought, maybe she thought it wouldn't keep them together and that it would split them up, but that Jen would go to Locke's camp and that would make son more likely to stay. Maybe. I don't know why she would think maybe, that, though. Maybe she thought, like... She that, to like, me, I'm one, assuming... It'll go one of those ways, and either one works out, because Sun will stay. But why wouldn't yeah. it work that Sun goes to Lofsky and Jin stays? Um, why would Jin stay? Or what why wouldn't he? Like, why, why would it be... After this comes out, why... Who... This is like arguing right. about who gets also the house and who gets the Sun's car. it was idea to go to Locke's camp. So it's not like, yeah, that's, yeah, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I just, it's, kind of it's not really it's logical. It's not really um, logical, no. but I like that it comes out this way. I like that yeah. it comes out from someone else. I was thinking about that a lot on this episode and I was like, man, like Sun should have told him, but it adds to the interesting dynamic that is their relationship uh, that she wasn't the one to tell him. Right. I mean, that's I I think it it almost like knocks her character down a notch, which we've talked about before on on the episodes, how there are episodes that we get there where Sun is not perfect are kind of good are kind of nice episodes to really highlight some of the complexities of the things that have gone wrong in this relationship. Um, And I, I, I don't know, I like that it came out this way. I think it really humanized these characters. Um. And provided the best opportunity for Jin to grow, right? Because if Sun had told him, he could have reacted the same way. But it's even more powerful that he reacts the way that he does when she wasn't even the one to confess it to him. Yeah, definitely. I think that that is, um, yeah, she she had been holding on to that and you know wasn't telling him. Um, and so yeah, you know, you could you could really. You know, even like uh, he could still show some growth, but not like a lot of growth if he was like, 
while I would have, you know, like, it's not that, it, you know, it's not that you did it or whatever. Like, I for, I'll forgive you for that, but, like, I am going to be hurt by the fact you didn't tell me. But for him to also take, be able to take, like, the full step back and be like, that's still me being mad and reactive about what happened. Um, and so, you know what, I'm, I don't, I'm not going to blame her for that because, it, you know, I contributed to that. So I'm going to also not, we're just going to wash all of this. We're just going to, you know. We're going to move on. Call it good and we're going to call it, you know. Yeah. It is what it is and, and, and move on, yeah. It was nice. It was really nice. Yeah. It was a good moment. Um, but yeah, and, and I, again, all these things are the reasons that I, I really liked this episode. There's lots of, there are lots of consequences. There's lots of stuff that moves forward. People, characters move forward. Their relationships move forward. That's um, very we true. about the, these characters in different contexts. So, um, you know, from, from that vantage point, I, uh, again, I, I, I really liked the episode. Totally fair. Um, okay, let's talk about the flash forward slash flashbacks um so we find out that oh go ahead i was just gonna say the only other thing on the island i want to say is that again i I said at the top of the episode i just i really have to highlight love bernard and jen scene oh yeah it's really nice it's really nice it's really nice uh so it's so cute i love them so um so sun is confirmed in the future to be one of the oceanic six yes um and Jin is not one of the Oceanic Six. Uh, Sun has the baby. It, Jin was right. She, it was a girl. She's a daughter. Um, and Jin, I mean, Sun names uh, her Jion, which is what mm-hmm. um, Jin wanted to name mm-hmm. the baby if it was a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Hurley comes to visit. He does. Sun. No one else comes. No one else he comes. He says good. And they go to Jin's grave. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. Hurley, uh, in response to the baby, said, wow, she's awesome. Yeah. How cute is that? <laughs> How cute is that? And it's like, that's what I'm going to start saying when I see my friend's babies. I'm going to be like, wow, oh. they're awesome. Awesome. <laughs> the baby in the crib, awesome. <laughs> Oh, so cute. I Harley's just the best, man. Harley's He's just the best. The best. He was there for her and yeah, oh. very nice. Very good friend move. Yes. Uh, yes. And so and a then, little weird that he was like, All right, we're going. Yeah, <laughs> but, we should go. Know, he was like, hey, he, he was wasting no time. No, no. I digress. Okay. Ugh. Sad. Um, Mm -hmm. and then we have Jin's. We already kind of talked about the flashbacks, which we're going to call them flashbacks. Um, Mm -hmm. they set us up to, of course, think that he's on the way, um, to the birth of his daughter and he is not. Mm -mm. Um, so business deal. Andreas, is there anything else you want to talk about with this episode in the unspoiled stuff before we get to unspoiled segments? No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, so unspoiled segments. Hey, look, Michael did not say Walt, but Michael no. is back. And so the Walt Michael count back. is back in play. We're breathing life back into the Walt count. I'm ready. Yes. Yes. We are breathing new life into the Walt count. Uh, zero on this episode. Um, for those keeping track, now that the Walt count is back in play, it was previously at 107. 
So well, we're still over one Walt from Michael per episode, <laughs> despite the fact <laughs> that they have not been in the show for about a season and a half. So, you know, Yikes. take that as you will. Take Yes, take that as you will. Um, so with that said, uh, the next unspoiled segment would be um, the CPR. And there is, was no CPR. Uh, in this episode. Uh, Andreas, did you have a nickname for this episode? Uh, I did not have a nickname. Neither did I. Uh, how about a best or worst fashion choice? Uh, best or worst fashion choice. Uh, I forgot to do that this episode. I'm really racking my brain. <laughs> Andreas, we need you. The team needs you. These are the only ones we can do no, every I episode. I, did, I know. I, I did it for the next episode. I don't okay, know all right, I fair. was looking at my thing and I was just like, I didn't do it while I was watching the episode and I watched the episode last night and then I was like, oh, I'll think about it today. And then I just didn't go back. Yeah, that's a mistake. You got to write it down before. You got to write it down at the end of the episode because otherwise you'll forget it. Well, I was really thinking about it and nothing really. Uh, nothing stood out. Well, okay. You know what? I I got to say it. Curly, the gel on your hair, man. I, I know it was an early 2000 thing. I know it was, but you had better looks, my brother. You're going, you're going worse for the gel in the hair. Worse than gel. In the you know hair. what? Slick back gel hair. It's just never. It's never my vibe personally. So, uh, but so. I think that's I fair. Like and it. for the sake of how much we love Hurley, I'm actually gonna give Hurley a best, um, for his suit because I thought he looked real schnazzy in his suit. He did look schnazzy in the suit. That was initially what my thought was, but then I remembered. The hair. the hair and i remember having the thought of i was like ah hurley my dude no your hair looks good when it's like naturally you know, just not, kind of you know, like flowing floofing around yeah. yeah my dude it just yeah it would have been yeah, that's yeah. that's fair so i i like that we we balanced out that because the yeah, hair was like bad that. but the suit was lovely yeah exactly um it's not that hurley's hair is bad you know it was the bad. hair in this episode <laughs> was bad the, 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 the style in this episode was not good I actually like Hurley's hair. Let me yes, 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 yes. And I like that it's long. But. Correct, correct. The hair, the hair in that scene was bad. The suit in that scene was good. Uh, how about a favorite line? My favorite line, I, uh, I the uh, conversation between uh, Jin and uh, Son of the Bow. I loved. Uh, we're the only married ones here. Oh, oh, with the rings with son yeah, with, with Jin and Bernard. You mean with Jin and Bernard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, that yeah, one's good. I love that. That made me laugh. Um, my favorite line is actually from Jin, and it's when Jin is telling Jack when Jin is talking with Jack, and Jack is saying, "Hey, Jin, like your English is getting really good." And Jin says that son is teaching him, and Sawyer is teaching him, and then Jin says. Sun is better. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yep. I love that. That made me laugh out loud. Sun is better. <laughs> it's true, probably. Yeah, yeah in, in a lot of time. ways, frankly. But <laughs> nice of Sawyer to try, I suppose. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that is it for unspoiled segments. So if you would like to remain unspoiled, it is time for you to get lost. Get lost in. Come on. You gotta say it. You filthy polar bear. There you go. Thank All right, you. here we go. Holding, we're we're spoiling. We're this. Yes, we're spoiling. Um, what do you got? I don't have a whole lot. This I meant to ask you beforehand, 
before we started filming the unspoiled section if we should say like should we talk about Jin as if he's dead because like I think I, I think we should because I think it's more giving away if we say like is he is he dead is he really dead like he's dead there's a grave it's he's not lost. there they everybody thinks like half the fucking island's dead you know like that's okay that's fair <laughs> I, I wasn't sure. Uh, so for for those that are um are still with us at this I point, that are because I think that the I actually think that people could interpret that if we gave a more definitive stance, I think people would then be like, oh, it must be so true, and that they'll never revisit that idea that that's just the way that it is, you know, which would maybe be a better psych out. I don't know. I don't. I... All I know. Okay, let me ask you this: Do you remember when you watched? Did you think he was dead? No, you didn't, because I think I I'm pretty sure I did. No, I was, uh, I mean, I thought that it was possible that she thought he was dead. But you didn't think he really was. I didn't think there was any way. Or I thought, I think what I actually, what I thought, what my specific theory was, was that I believed that she was just sad because he wasn't with her. But why is there a grave? Because he died in the plane crash. Okay. 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 So it's the idea. So it's like the he idea had to stay on the island again. This was my theory. This is obviously, you know, <laughs> but my theory would have been for whatever reason when pe when the six get off, he was not one of them. Maybe he died on, or, 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 or I don't know. I was like, maybe he died. I don't. I don't think he died on the island. I was like, but he must have stayed back. Or maybe the rift in their relationship, like something happens and he decides to stay or whatever. Um, or he's like not allowed to, or she, it's like there's one left, like one spot left and she can only go, you know, who knows what that's like, like an Armageddon situation. I don't know. Uh, and uh, so that was my theory was that she might not necessarily know. She might assume he's dead or whatever, but I didn't think he was dead. I was like, no, there's no way we got too long in the show to go. Okay. Okay. See, I thought, I think if I remember correctly, I remember thinking that he was dead and that we were going to just eventually see how that, how that ended how, up happening. That like that maybe he died at, when they were trying to get rescued at some point and he really was dead and that she then sets up the grave because he's really dead. And that even though he's not buried there, that that's a place for her to go and remember him, I think is kind of what I thought. Um, but I think, you know, in terms of what we, what we know is the answer is that he's not dead. It is then interesting as why they have the grave. And I think it is all for show, right? I mean, I think it is yes. all, it's all for show. Of yeah, like, that's the explanation, right? Is that like they have to go there and like fake it. I think so. And so that's why he was like, oh, okay, it's good that it's just the two of us because we can real fake, we can, you know, put the, the faces on and do the thing. But I think Sun isn't actually obviously faking it in the sense that she really does obviously miss him whether he's dead or not like this is excruciating exactly. for and her yeah. to be and away I think from that him. that was my that was my i i was ended i ended up being correct in that get that that was the guess i didn't guess the obvious like i didn't i think they're like they someone is like watching them they're like concerned about people watching them or whatever and mm -hmm. i don't think that i obviously didn't guess that um <laughs> uh, that aspect of it but uh yeah i don't even uh, remember that because on this watch i was a little bit like this feels kind of extreme to like go to the grave site like plenty of people 
bury their loved ones eventually and about like wait we need to be seen like it's like we need to be actively mourning because otherwise people people are yeah, already suspicious no and like at the same time as you said of course there's gonna be a natural sort of wanting to because yeah yeah she misses him yeah know? so i think that that okay okay um but again i just wanted to again it's lost you know so we've literally seen people come back from the dead so yeah, true <laughs> true well not yet well i get to de- interpret what you think about Locke and uh getting shot by ben oh that's true i think he never died but i guess well that's lost. the other question is you know can you die if you're already dead uh-huh um apparently you can because shannon and boone and libby and Anna lucia would say yes you can die (laughs) if you're already dead or else you're not already dead well you know remains remains to be seen um we do have one question from a listener that i think is very interesting um one of the things that we wrote down to return to eventually in the future and i think this kind of speaks to it um, we wrote down what is Naomi's connection to Charles Widmore. Um, and essentially, did she know she was working for Charles Widmore, right? Because we Which see... the answer to the latter is yes. That she knew she was working for Charles Widmore? Yeah. Did she? Yeah, doesn't she, like, know why they're there? Well, she had... Kind of. She meets with the guy... I can't think of his name. But he's the guy that shows up at the hospital... At Hurley's in Hurley's hospital. Yeah, we got this answered. I think like uh, earlier this season. But I don't see... think he says anything about Charles Widmore. I think she does. I think we looked it up. Let me look it up. Okay, because um, the listener asks a question that is highly related to this, which is, uh, do we know why Naomi had a photo of Desmond and Penny when she parachuted onto the island? Could you repeat that for me, Jesse? So. Of course. Do we know why Naomi had a photo of Desmond and Penny when she parachuted onto the island? <laughs> That's a good question. Because it's either, in my opinion, it's either one of two things. Either A, she believes that she is working for Penny in some way, shape, like she, she doesn't really know who she's working for, but she understands that there's a connection to Widmore in, in some capacity. And she doesn't, I don't know. She doesn't really know the ins and outs, but she knows that she might find Desmond there. And that Desmond is part of who they want her to find when she's there. If it really is Widmore's boat, whether it's Charles Widmore or Penny Widmore's boat isn't really relevant. Like either of them would want to make contact with Desmond probably. Um, or the second option in my mind is that she had it because she knew that it could come in handy, like that she knew she was working for Widmore, but that if she ran into Desmond, she would easily be able to manipulate Desmond by saying, I have this photo of you two, like I'm here for you, which is essentially what she says. When Definitely. she runs into Desmond, she says, I'm here to rest. I'm here for you or whatever she says. Yeah. So I found, I think I found the answer here. Have we gotten the answer yet though? Um, the way they said it here makes it seem like we haven't 
gotten it's involves okay. characters that we haven't met yet. Okay, okay. Um, then don't then don't say anything. But were you able to find out if we got confirmation yet that she knows she's on Widmore's boat? Oh wait, no. Yeah, because we haven't gotten the scene where she recruits Miles to the team. No. All we got was the okay. scene where she's with Ab- Abaddon, I think is his name. Matthew Abaddon. She's yeah. in there in that room. It's like an empty room. He's sitting at a table and she's like, this is not the right crew for this project. And he's like, you're in charge of keeping them safe. Like, And she he shows the pictures of Charlotte, Daniel, Miles. No, she could. And Frank. Take her to the island. She could go to the island. Would be where the survivors of 815 are. Yeah, 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 yeah. After having certainly reassured her that there were no survivors and iterated his conference dining room, he was very well trained for the mission. Uh, But that's all, right? That, That conversation does not include anything about Widmore. No, but... Yeah, we will get an answer to this. Okay, okay. So should I should I write down? Do we know why Naomi had a photo of Desmond and Penny? Yes, I think you should because that's a very good question. Regardless of what the answer to whether or not she knew about Charles Woodmore, obviously, if she knew about Charles Woodmore and was in direct communication with him, then it makes a lot of sense that that's a possibility. Um, He would perhaps know, Um, but I think your other guess makes a lot of sense and so we shall see we shall see okay i'm jotting it down and that's a good detail to figure out i don't know if we'll actually get a real answer to this um okay well we'll uh, come back to it i just i just want to read her lost pedia page now but i'm not going to do it okay exit it out of that tab I know it's so tempting, especially because we actually already know we've already seen it, but it's like, it's kind I've of fun. It, so to I'm, like, I'm not getting spoiled. I'm just like, and that's what ended up happening. I was just reading the description of the scene and I like saw it in my head. And then I was like, wait a second. No, there are elements of this that aren't, we haven't, we haven't covered yet. Yes. Uh, and so yes. Um, we'll get back to that. Okay. Well, I jotted it down. Um, was there anything Good else questions. that you wanted to uh, address before we wrap this up? No, I think we should wrap this up and uh, get on to the next episode. All right, folks, we're calling it a day. Thank you all for hanging out with us. Uh, we will be back next time with season four, episode eight, Meet Kevin Johnson. We're going to meet him.
Let's get lost.